right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, Will Anderson. Hello, Will. Hello, it's nice to be here. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate that you're pretending that this just isn't the dollop. It's very nice that you've gone, what's a good idea for a new podcast? How about the exact same idea as our old podcast, uh, well, but we have to do... Not, not- not we familiar with the less work. podcast. I don't know what you're talking what about. What if instead I don't know of what, having uh, to write the stories, Dave just well, read a day of a well, newspaper instead, but we did exactly the same so thing. So what? You have you have bugs at our phone? What is it? How do you know? How do you know about these conversations? But honestly, we've no, I don't even I don't remember that other show you talked about. I thank you for having me and that was a very brave position for me to take a man who has a podcast called Tofop and then a podcast called Fofop literally <laughs> where I, I barely yeah. even changed the yeah. letter yeah. <laughs> ripping, uh, you're ripping yourselves off I should know nobody's done it easier than I, I uh, <laughs> it was one day I forgot a little line and I went oh Ah, yeah. okay. That works too. Yeah, lit- that also could work. Yeah, literally not even a new letter. Just like a no, little line. A line, a line of letter. difference. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I've got... You know what? That's going to be pretty easy to make a template of too. I feel like we have that on file. Well, it's nice to be here on the polyp then. <laughs> again, I don't know. That is not... No, not even familiar with the comparison. Doesn't ring nope, a bell. Not with me. Um, All right, Dave. What? Uh, where well, are we going? Uh, and and Will, you might notice that Dave is about to say a date, but <laughs> again, no. irrelevant. <laughs> Will, irrelevant. He does it in a different way. Yeah, it's totally different. What I different. love is you're like, uh, we'll, you know what? We're completely confusing if Gareth does the intro. They won't, they won't yeah, yeah. It's the same podcast. Well, uh, well, we, we will had they notice Dave two the... minutes in when Dave yells out a date? <laughs> I'll, Dave, I'll start doing that part too. We'll show Will. We'll figure. Well, we'll find. This is good. It's good. It's good for us to get these notes. Well, I'll I'll do the research. Fuck it, Will. Fuck you. I'll do the research. That's how bad I want to show him. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> every conversation that everyone who's in QAnon had with somebody at some stage. Yeah, it's literally. They're like, I can't. <laughs> Well, uh, in honor of Will Anderson, we are going to head out of America for this uh, newspaper, and we are going to a little little town called Sydney, which is in New South Wales, Australia. And the the day is May 9th, Saturday, eighteen ninety six. What's the paper? It's the. It is the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh wow! So it's been around for. <laughs> a long yeah. time, man. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh, okay. So the City Morning Herald it was May the 9th, did you say? Yeah. Eighteen ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like eight years in at that point, right? Yeah. Time for a paper. I'll just say yeah, because I have no clue, obviously. The, the, f- the first page is all like ads and... Uh, <laughs> Cla- classifieds and like notices. Oh, so this it's is so Rupert like a- Murdoch already had his hands on it <laughs> early. He got an early. I didn't know he was that old. Oh well, just- basically all the newspapers in Australia were like essentially these old families who have passed them down generation to generation in the will. So actually, you're not far from the truth. That's not his one, but it would have been some similar other family that is just like you know what we. 
You know what's good for yeah. power back these days? Yeah, Being yeah. able to control the media. I assume in the future, this will be a worthless thing to hand on to the next generation. But as long as they've never had to work for anything themselves and have only a privileged view of the world, I think everything will be fine. Anyway, on with the news. <laughs> so 1896. Well, so five years before the Australian Federation, technically. But uh, That's yeah, what I was going to say. say. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. both going to say that exactly five years mm-hmm. before the Federation. Right. So your colonies or what? Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so this, I'll just read this an This is ad. before uh, Pie Face. Yeah. Yeah, which was, of course, uh, how we celebrated, uh, you know, the, the Federation, Federation of Australia. Day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is, we don't celebrate, the reason you don't know the Federation Date of Australia is that we don't celebrate it because we made the most, uh, like, Australian era of all time, which was that we f- became federated as a nation on January the 1st. And then... There's no Australian that ever wants to do anything on January the 1st. Like, what? totally, totally That's... ruined New Year's Eve. And we were just wow. like, you know what? We are not celebrating January 1st. Uh, January 26th. Yeah. We're sober up by the 26th. That's when we're going to celebrate Australia. That's really amazing. <laughs> Solid planning. You of all pe- the Australians of all people should know. Well, it was a massive error. I mean, it's yeah. a national error to the point where we're so embarrassed we barely talk about the fact that that is our federation date. <laughs> we're like, no, dude. I know. Yeah. What were we thinking? Uh, yeah. We didn't realize uh, that we planned our wedding on Super Bowl uh, day. I'm sorry, man. Honestly. Uh, well, I'm going to read an ad. Adulteration. Adulteration of food and drink is no more reprehensible than adulteration of tobacco. The three are, like all adultery, dishonest, mean, and very highly injurious. Cigarette smoking is soothing to the nerves and beneficial to the brain, provided the tobacco used is pure and of first quality. Qualifications which will be found in Cameo Cigarettes. Cameo, wow, Jesus Christ, that ad took quite a turn. I was like, okay, this is a public service announcement. They're like, smoke, get smart through smoking. Yeah, Cameo Cigarettes was very much, uh, it was the same brand of Cameo, the video messages now that people did for birthdays and shoutouts. That was their original business model, which was various Australian celebrities of the 1890s to appear (laughs) (laughs) smoking their cigarettes publicly. I've ordered you a Cameo. All right, then. Who's that? It's the bloke from the paper. Oh, Christ. <laughs> now, what was the bit about adultery? Like, yeah. Uh, adulteress, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess they're saying that, uh, I mean, it's such a... Don't cheat a, on your booze. Like, look, Jim, I've been seeing Jack Daniels. They're saying food and drink is no more reprehensible than the... Uh, Adulteration of tobacco. The three so are like all adultery, dishonest, mean, and very often highly injurious. And yet, it's an ad for cigarettes. Mm. Yeah, and then they go in, and then they it's, go into talking about how pure tobacco is great. Yeah, and helps the brain. That clearly, whoever wrote the ad has been smoking a lot. <laughs> clearly, sharp. I mean, I wonder if they're trying to to draw a difference between cigarettes and smoking out of a pipe. Oh, maybe. That's still weird. I think what they're saying is that we've got the good shit. It's like every bit of like <laughs> capitalism, right? Yeah. It's like this shit is bad for you, except if you smoke our shit, which is like the good shit. This it's is good. Shit. We've got the pure shit. 
And like, I, you know, considering the kind of era that is as well, he's probably on a whole bunch of other pure shit as well. It's true. You know what I mean, like, it's not just the cigarettes. He's like, yeah. you don't need food or alcohol much either because it's still legal, guys. Yeah. Have you tried this? <laughs> as long as you get the pure shit, I think you'll find smoking, uh, drinking, uh, eating, all very adulterous. By the way, I'm currently having sex with my neighbor's wife. I'm committing <laughs> adultery as I write this. <laughs> Purely. So there, oh, we have we have literary gossip in the literary, literary gossip, gossip column. In oh, the literary, yep. wow. Jesus. Uh, admirers of young Australian story writers will welcome the news that the London publishers, uh, Messrs. Fisher Unwin, are to begin a new series entitled The Little Novels by a, written, by a tale written by Louise Mack called The World is Round. <laughs> oh my God. What in the fuck? The little, wait, what is it called? What are the. Little novels? Little, little novels? It's a new, it's a new books series. Books Jr. Uh, a new series <laughs> called Baby Books. <laughs> books novels. for ants. <laughs> and the first novels. one's called The World is Round. The World is Round. <laughs> well, I mean, back then, possibly a controversial opinion. Yeah. I certainly know now there's a few circles where it's become yeah. a controversial opinion. Oh, it's coming again, back. But... Yeah. I would say it's come full circle, but we don't believe in that. <laughs> um... Readers will remember that a short time back, uh, Messrs. Ward Locke opened their new Nautilus series with Ethel Turner's Story of a Baby. Story of, man, it just used to be so goddamn easy. Come on. What's your novel called? I don't know. It's just like a story of a baby. Uh, Sleep. I slept. I ate. Uh, uh, I'm working on one about how the world's round. So we both have very, very controversial angles. Hmm. Wait, wait, what's the plot? No, that's the plot. That's, that's it. it. That's actually, round. that's everything that's in the book, what I just said. <laughs> the world is round. Then it's a couple pictures of me and my family. Yeah, it's not like a whole novel. It's a short novel. It's yeah. a new thing. <laughs> it's uh, baby books. Novels Junior. <laughs> One page um, books. Okay, so uh, we have a crime, uh, little crime situation here. Alleged assault on the police six years ago. No, mm. oh, finally. We right. finally, finally got an <laughs> approval to go with this story. Finally. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's run it. Let's get to the bottom of this. Chief, it's been six uh, years. All right, let's do it. I mean, all the breaking news. To be honest, guys, yeah. all we had for the front page today was an ad about cigarettes. That's and huge. Like, and I got to be honest with you, something about tiny novels. That's great. Oh, That's yeah, great. The little novel. Yeah, those are good stories. Little novel people. Yeah. And then I've got like a murder, maybe a cop killing from six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Have you read the book I'm Grass? So good. <laughs> it's two pages, but it's a ride. At Newton uh, Police Court yesterday, before Mr. Smithers, uh, James McCallum, age 29, was charged with having on the 2nd of October, sorry, 2nd of April, 1890, assaulted James Trinder, a senior constable of police of Ashfield. Accused pleaded not guilty. Senior Constable Plunkett arrested the accused early in the morning on the 5th. Accused, when arrested, said to the constables, quote, surely they were not going to arrest a man for what he did seven years ago. If so, he had a good mind to deal with it out to them also. Oh, Jesus. I like how 
Yeah. Hard to suggest that you're not guilty after that response, isn't it? I'll kill you too. I mean, in addition to. I mean, I've never killed, but you'll be my first. I'm that angry. Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't do it, mate. Clearly, I did it, but I did it seven years ago. Have we not got past that? If you haven't caught me by now, you know what? I'm going to kill you too, you dummy. And guess what? I'll get away with it like I did with this one for seven years. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about my abilities to get away with murdering cops. Hey, what was that first right you said to the right to remain, huh? <laughs> he also added a year, which is just the subtle yeah. great little lie. Well, you know, it's six years. He's like, it's been seven years. Yeah, he, added he killed a year another cop he's... that year. No, no, like, <laughs> he's killed two cops a year yeah. in a row. Yeah, I had to. It's Federation <laughs> Day. He's also talking in the third person when they come to get him. Oh, that's it's how you like, know you've really lost. Come it. on, you you wouldn't really arrest some guy who did something seven years ago. Also, this guy might kick your ass right now. <laughs> also, <laughs> this is, guy's getting pretty pissed off. And that is a good point. It has started as a hypothetical guy, hasn't it? That's how yeah. this conversation's gone down. He's gone like this guy. Like this is his OJ's. If I did it, like, it's like if this guy. Say I knew this guy, and seven years ago, and then maybe again six years ago, and one you haven't even found yet, he killed some cops. And then he got away with it for six or seven years, and you came knocking on this guy's door, and you're some cops, and he hasn't done some good killing for a while. What do you think this guy might respond like in that situation? I'm not saying it's me. What? Just because I described my outfit as what the guy might hypothetically be wearing. Lord. Uh, here's a, a headline: attempted suicide wow. at the water oh. police court yesterday. Before the water, Giles... where uh, we mainly deal with fish uh, crime. <laughs> uh, we are uh, right now. We're dealing with a grouper who uh, lied about some coral. So uh, you know, it's a water court. It's a water-based court. So yeah. well, that's yes, what we prosecute. A, yeah. Coral quarrels and yeah, yeah then we deal exactly. with coral quarrels. A lot of that stuff. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just wanted to be clear. So if you have gills, take go down further. Thank you. All hey, right. Excuse me. Is this yep. the air court? No, no, air court. No. Air, air court's near the airport. This is the water court. Oh, I'm sorry. And there's regular court, sorry. too. That's that explains okay. is this, the, the, the seahorses out front. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No problem, by the way. <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> At the water uh, okay, police. So we, we have water police in Australia. Do you have water police in the US? Surely you have like a Coast Guard well, or something. Else, oh, okay. Oh, Coast Guard. Coast you call Guard, them yeah. water police. Water police like sounds you, like... You, you, you use the term that like a child would use. I mean, Dave, <laughs> we have to understand that all terms are crazy and you bored into them, but I have to say water police is very adorable. It's like, well, what are we going to call them? Yeah, I mean, they're the police on the bloody uh, water, so we call them the bloody... Uh, well, they're the water police. Water poli- All right, water, you're under arrest. What did I do? You know what you did? You d- divided hydrogen. Get over here, you son of a bitch. A very popular Australian uh, television show for years. Like a, It's like a serial drama television show. Water police. Was, was set in the water police. Oh, and my God. Is this true? <laughs> yes. No. Whoa, yes. <laughs> This the, is the podcast. And the show was called Water Rats. That was the name <laughs> I of can't, the show. I can't. What is happening? <laughs> so it was a very popular show. And I think they were like... Water Rats. Yeah. So I think that they were... Like it was uh, on for... 
I'm going to say five years, right? So I was on for five years and it probably did like 40 episodes a year. So it was like a big show, right? And it was... It it did amazingly. It was set on Sydney Harbour and Uh, they were like the water police who would like you to go around and solve harbour-based crimes and Harbour-based crimes. All it is is the cops pull up and go, hey, mate, you drinking? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm having a beer. All right. Well, they... Much like Aquaman, they had to sort of artificially engineer the, the, the water scenario yeah. in oh. every... Oh, they were probably like, look, no more drownings. I told you, we're done. <laughs> there have been 50 of the episodes. I think there was a lot more sort of international drug smuggling and kidnapping wow. plots and intrigue and stuff that, in, oh. that is generally making the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, water police. Sorry. I've been, I've been, ke- I've been keeping the water clean for 10 years now. <laughs> That's it. I'm putting you on the land force. Chief, no! You're a land, land boy, Tompkins! You son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, at the water police court yesterday, before uh, Mr. Giles, Rose Judge was ordered to be imprisoned until the rising of the court for attempting to commit suicide by strangling herself while confined in a cell at the Manly Lockup. So she okay, got... So- She's in prison and yeah. she's been recharged for attempting suicide while but in prison. Let's also note that she tried to strangle herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. you know, I know what you're saying, man. That's a conspiracy. I know what you're saying. <laughs> they tried to get her. She knows too much. Yeah, yeah that's right. The yeah. water cops are trying to take this. Why? Because the water cops are dirty, man. They're dirty. <laughs> she might have just been drowning. <laughs> She's underwater, after all. So. I don't think their prisons and stuff were also underwater. Just I'm to sorry. Be fair. I wish we could all enter my mind palace right now because it's amazing what's happening as far as this water police <laughs> court goes. It's just, it's pretty animated. <laughs> uh, so we have another death: uh, the death of the diver Pert, the inquest. What? Um, Pert. The city. Co- the city coroner, uh, Mr. J.C. War, held an inquest at St. Vincent's Hospital yesterday afternoon on the body of the man Charles Pert, who received fatal injuries on the previous night while diving at the Fitzgerald Brothers Circus from the dome of the tent into a tank of water. Oh, God. Ooh. So he did the, yeah, I mean, that's wow. the classic move. I mean, yeah. You would anticipate this goes going wrong a lot more. Now, hang on. Uh, so is he, like, does it extrapolate on whether he is, like, a professional circus performer yeah. who is not okay, doing this will, stunt? Yep. Or is oh, he a yep. drunk Australian who's look, just climbed up on top of the circus because he's Look seen at her. Will's investigative Australian <laughs> hand going well, as he's like, yep, yes, this is, this man is not... Here. Yeah, both of your questions will immediately be answered. By the uh, way, if he gets injured, he can file a lawsuit in water court. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Unless he hit outside of if, the... Yeah. Unfortunately, your honor, the injury took place outside of the tank. I mean, I love the idea, too, of like everybody there at the circus, like, you know, the body's in the, you know, it, like drowned in the middle of it, like the cops are there. And then suddenly, like in those FBI shows where the FBI turn up, it's like suddenly the water police are like, sorry, mate, this is our job. 
Side jurisdiction. You, you land cops back the fuck up because <laughs> this is an on water matter. Fully go underwater for 30 minutes. They're talking under there. I don't know. They're crazy. They have gills. <laughs> One of the proprietors of the circus deposed that the deceased was a single man, about 24 years of age, a native of England. Hippert was of temperate habits and was also known as Professor Pert, the champion high diver. Well, it's time to revoke the degree. <laughs> the circus performance took place as usual on Thursday night. The last item on the program was the dive of the deceased from a height of about... Wait, they didn't feet. call it the dive of the deceased, did <laughs> yes, they? Yes, they did. The di- no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no. It's serious? time for the dive of the deceased. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> you know what you got it. I mean, it was on the ticket. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, we treat Pert. We got enough. We, we, Pert's like Lassie to the circus. We got nine of them. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, you've got to have a whole bunch of Perts. Like, oh, you well, just got to yeah. have Perts out the back, like that. You because that is the greatest show on earth back then. Yeah, you can be guaranteed. That oh, are you kidding me? They had nothing to be like. You want to go see a guy die? You'd be like, boy, do I! <laughs> <laughs> nothing I want more than to watch a fella pass away. And I know that that sounds like a judgment on that era, but we watch people die all the time. Totally disgusting, right? I know, like yeah. hundreds and thousands of people a year. We happily yeah. watch die, like yeah. in one John Wick film every year, and yeah. Yeah. like. And celebrate it. But back then, they just weren't seeing that level of watching people die. So no, if the this... circus came to town and said, by the way, every single thing we do in this circus, <laughs> someone <laughs> dies. <laughs> like, we have one of the lion tabers. It's his first day. He yeah. dies. High dive. He oh, yeah. dies. It's the high dive. Eight, eight clowns get out of the cart. <laughs> we have to drag a couple of bodies out. They got crushed by the other clowns. <laughs> So uh, he uh, dove uh, in a, a, a height of about 50 feet into a tank Jesus containing Christ. three feet, six inches of water. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, it was sure. A, it, was a, it was about eight feet long and about six feet wide. Okay. It, uh, so witnesses had the tank filled, and afterwards, more water was put into it as that depth of water must have been about four feet. So now they're just like, man, it was probably, <laughs> they're just kind of making it up as they go oh, along. Oh, I thought you were saying they added water after he no, died. The, they were like, okay. the, the reporter is like, man, it's probably around four. Four feet. So it's not <laughs> that crazy. I mean, four feet does not seem like enough water. It's not no. enough it? water. No. To like, no, to jump have a bath 50 in. feet? Really, yeah, let alone honestly, dive in. Yeah, I'd be like, I can't swim in this. Why did you invite me over? After Pert had examined the tank, he was pulled up to the platform, which had also been fixed under his supervision. Uh-huh. On the platform, he said that the tank looked small, but that was only professional talk to cause more sensation. <laughs> he He said that? Yeah, that, he so he's just showboating. He's like, I yeah. don't know, that doesn't look like enough. It'll be fine. And then he almost dies, and the guy he's talking to is like, wait, what? <laughs> Jesus. Deceased jumped off as usual, but evidently misjudged his distance, as in his descent, he struck the side of the tank and then struggled oh over... And then struggled over into the water. No, no, oh my God. He cares about his job. I I don't get paid unless I hit the water. (laughs) Unless unless I'm in the water at the end. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine just watching a guy jump from 50 feet? I just admire his professionalism. I mean, yeah, the... 
As if he thinks no one's going to notice. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, edit, edit it out. Edit it out. Edit it out. His Just last, cut to me in the water. His last words were, this is going to be investigated by the water cops <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. As he's crawling it's, it's, in there, he just whispers to the ringmaster, you think they notice? <laughs> I mean, it feels like, you know, when some gymnast has been training all their life, gets to the Olympics and like does all the trick and then just stumbles like one little bit on that landing <laughs> but still tries to smile and throw their hands in the air as if like, no, no, you definitely didn't notice that last bit where I fucked up like eight years of my life. That was the and, and, like, and that's just like a foot being off a touch. This guy literally jumped 50 feet into ground. Yeah, that was and that was like, what did the Germans give me? <laughs> Wait, well, he kind he kind of did do that. <laughs> Deceased managed to get out by himself and stand up, and two <laughs> witnesses who gave what? him his and uh, two I think it's his witnesses who gave him his hand. He said that he would soon be all right. He was. <laughs> I, that, I want that to be my last words. Oh, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll walk this off. I think I'll be alright. Yeah, at least I got to the water. I get the bonus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He was then removed to the dressing room. (laughs) To the dressing room backstage, sir. Please, yes. Please take the backstage to unwind after the performance. I want to get out of character for a minute. No visitors. My organs are bleeding. I'll be in the dressing room. Yeah, just <laughs> knock if anyone needs me. I'll be in there dying. Don't mind me. Just put the uh, sign up that says currently dying. Uh, Dr. McCarthy was summoned, and he recommended his removal to St. Vincent's Hospital. Deceased was accordingly taken to that institution where he died shortly after. Oh, my God. I mean, the order. Oh, fucking hey, man. That is. that. I mean, that's that's. That's how you get. That's how you used to train employees. Finish the job, no matter what, <laughs> as you're crawling to a water tank. I mean, it's almost a great trick oh. that he survived. That. <laughs> you like know it's almost, what? I mean, I know he didn't eventually, but the fact that he was able to like the world, get in yeah. the pool, out of the pool, like it's like <laughs> you're absolutely right. He's like, I got to finish this. Like, look, yeah, I nailed the dive. Look, the landing was a little rough. But, not on you know. me. I said it looked tiny. I told you, you it looked tiny, didn't I? Turns out it was. <laughs> I've got in the water. I'm out of the water. Oh. I'll be in my dressing room. Oh, my God. I just, <laughs> I just can't imagine going to an event and just watching a guy just jump from fifth. I'd be, you'd just be oh. like, what did I just see? Yeah. Mommy, Holy is he supposed sh- to bleed from all his holes? Uh, well, he got in the water, so I think he must have intended it. <laughs> Looks like he planned it pretty well. I mean, again, <laughs> like, what oh. is that conversation? Oh. Like, on the, you know what I mean? On the way home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I is that mean, man yeah. all right? Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, be yeah he'll be fine. Look like it's he part hit, of the show. He really <laughs> hit part. hard, and he looked like he's in a lot of pain. That's all part of it. That's all part of it. That's it's just all part, part of the, the trick. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, he was... There's a lot of blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah, well, that's just part of the fun <laughs> yeah. show thing that they do. Why'd he get in the water? <laughs> I guess if any part you didn't need, it'd be that. <laughs> okay, I don't have an explanation everything else, for that. Everything else worked pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> no notes outside of the water move. It would have been even better if he got in the water and then like made a splash. <laughs> <laughs> he does a fake dive in the water. <laughs> 
God. I mean, I can't. It's so fucked up, but it's because it's a while ago. It feels okay to mock dead people. It is. Well, because like, he, 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 he'd be dead of natural causes by now, regardless. Yeah, so, like, the fine. statute of limitations. Uh, I, love, I love when they do that. They're like, James Dean would have been 140 mm. today. You're like, can we stop this already? Like, we get it. He died. Yeah. He would have been to say, please. He's not here anymore. Like, yeah. This is inhuman. Let we me don't, die. We I'm don't. Yeah, this, is a, this is a test. This is torture. I've Elvis been Presley. I've in a toilet by myself for 35 years. Please <laughs> let me die. Elvis Presley would have been 99 today. I don't see him making it there. His trajectory yeah, he, felt like no. Elvis would have been 99 today if his heart hadn't exploded in a toilet. If the, yeah, if by natural causes, lifespan, they're dead already, it is fine to make fun of people. But I, and we're, I, we're, God, I agree, especially on we're this We're talking one. about an era at this point where, <laughs> like, you could kill a cop six years ago and be well over. Yeah, that's it's like, true. I'm ready that's to do fair. it again, man. It's fair. That's <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's very fair. Fair point. Uh, Ooh, here's I'll a palate cleanser. You, that, that one really got me. I'm not going to lie, Dave. Uh, that one has really hit home oh, with me. That's amazing. I mean, again, I don't want to make some commentary on the way that the Sydney Morning Herald's been putting together their paper, but I would have led with that. That's your, that's your story. That's your I'm buying story that paper. That. I'm buying that paper. I don't want to have to be digging through some cigarette advertising and some, uh, like, I mean, some that, little that novel was on, about the world being round. Yeah. That was on page six that's absurd it's the it's i i would i would say it's the best not the best but it's the comedically oh, that, ripest story we've heard on the show that's the whole front page if i'm making this paper that's the oh, whole front that's page. the name of the page it's the he missed the tub <laughs> times i might even yeah i would change the paper name after that i'd be like yeah where the he missed the change he we're still the doing times. stories on that we're still doing stories on that <laughs> yeah i I'm sad that I don't know about this, that this isn't some like famous Australian story about yeah. like this yeah. dude. Yeah. Maybe it just happened so commonly that people didn't even think it was worth mentioning and passing on to further generations. <laughs> yeah. But this is such yeah, a interesting like, story. Hey, we actually aren't going to teach his story, it turns out. It's not I a mean, good it'd idea. be a great movie. I want to know all about this dude. Like oh, how he man. got his nickname, The Professor. Like you tell the early years yeah. of The Professor. Yeah. Like even that as a diver's yeah. nickname. It's not yeah. two things that traditionally go together. Well, well like, then I like, like... Hey, uh, <laughs> and I like Has the idea that he's like, got a PhD? he's like an MIT, like drawing out all the perfect like <laughs> diagram. Like it needs to be there. If it's this high, that's enough. And if it's three feet, six inches, that's plenty of water. Everything will go. And then it's the first time he does it. And he's like, oh, God, that was took eight years of planning. He's dead. He died. <laughs> Holy shit. That was what a waste of an existence. He was the professor. That's crazy. <laughs> um. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call-and-advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with gareth and jake i don't remember how we did it but either way fun half hour comes out tuesday august 22nd and the episodes will be out every tuesday and friday we're here to help oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there palate cleanser australia has many capes there's cape lewin there is cape borda cape nelson cape otway and cape york but the most suitable capes for the season are to be seen at waters corner of george and king streets here are silk velvet capes and silk creep on crepes and capes in carly cloth, Wait. beaver cloth, and freeze cloth, all handsomely lined and beautifully and stylishly trimmed. They are of the correct medium length, and the prices, as is usual with us, are moderate. Was Australia no, like... We... Go ahead. The correct medium length? Is that yes, the correct... Like, I love that. They're all the correct... Not, not we only have one size. They're all the correct medium yeah, length like, for a cape. Like, but despite the fact that if you're tall or short, how can <laughs> anything be medium in a cape? Surely, right? Well, you got to go to big and tall capes if you want a weird one. <laughs> I mean, that is... Yeah. I, the idea, I mean, it sounds like the tick. Like everyone's got a cape. <laughs> everyone's just walking around like they're broken down superhero. I'm a, I'm chug a point, man. <laughs> Have you met Aquaman? Yeah, he died at the circus the other night. Yeah, that's right. It's true. <laughs> okay, capes. so capes. Yeah, so we it was an era where, but also I, what I loved was that they had to, Classic old advertising. Get us in with like an absolute distraction, which right, is right. Australia yeah. is known for its famous capes and okay. naming a whole bunch of capes. You're like, yeah. we do have a lot of good Ooh, capes, yeah. actually. These are good yeah. capes. <clears throat> oh, hang on. Now he's got me thinking about hey, actual capes. Shift. Wait a minute, this bastard. The old switcheroo. <laughs> like, that's like the kangaroo, but trickier. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when you're in the Australian bush, you've got to watch out for the switcheroo. <laughs> the switcheroo kangaroo. Oh, my wife! She's a kangaroo! <laughs> I pulled the switcheroo kangaroo on you, mate. Here's a letter to the editor. Uh-huh. Uh, sir, I am very pleased to see that some steps are being taken to put a stop to what is becoming the common thing of riding bicycles at nighttime without lights. This sort of thing is not only dangerous to other people, it is dangerous to the cyclists themselves. But I certainly do not hold with the authorities in prosecuting a young fellow for, quote, passing a pedestrian without ringing a bell. (laughs) Wow. This feels like a Green Guides letter episode. Yeah, I don't. So what I like at the start is it, it, it's your typical letters to the editor. It's just like an older person complaining about teenagers riding yeah. their bikes at night. So good to see nothing's changed there. But then there's a bit of a twist at the end where he kind of like 
defends the teen, right? He's like, but the cops shouldn't like arrest this young dude because he didn't ring his bell as he was passing a pedestrian. Is that what's happening here? That's what's happening. Yeah, he's saying he's saying people should use lights when they write at night, mm. but which makes sense. Yeah, you shouldn't arrest people for ringing a bell as they go by so without guy, ringing the bell. Without right. ringing. oh yeah, not ringing the bell. It was the law to ring the bell uh, as you yes. pass by a pedestrian for safety uh, reasons. <laughs> you imagine living in a time when the law was to ring the bell. <laughs> yeah. Like, but also that you literally it was an enforceable by arrest law. Yeah. Not that it, you know what I mean. Like this yeah. is what we're I'll hearing. kill you. I'll kill you. I killed another cop seven years ago. <laughs> Fuck the bell. Imagine if that's what oh. he, he was arrested for the first time. Yeah, yeah. This is like I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna murder you. Yeah, yeah. I have a solution. How about I wring your neck? Yeah. <laughs> well, the bell stuff is going to go on for a while. Oh, this seems to me highly ridiculous. <laughs> and it is very evident that those who prosecute for this know nothing of bicycle riding. After considerable experience, I do not hesitate to say that using alarm bells does more harm than good. It frightens alarm? people too going- much. Wait, okay, so he so is- first, Yeah, okay. So what I love, this is classic, I'm an expert letter to the editor. As yes. a expert cyclist myself, like... <laughs> You know, that has been purely established by me in this letter. As an expert in bikes, uh, it's alarm alarm bells, right? Is that what you were worried about, the alarm bells? Going? Yeah. It's, I mean, is he just sort of stream I mean, of consciousness yeah. writing a letter? Yeah, it, he's like, speaking of bells. Like, he's got, like, bad stand-up segues. He's like, speaking of bells, those alarm bells are pretty useless, too. <laughs> And what's with being alarmed? That's a weird emotion, isn't it? God, emotions are weird. Aren't emotions weird? Kids have good emotions. I just had a kid recently. Yeah, he's got a computer. I just bought a new computer. It is only in rare cases that a cyclist runs dangerously close to pedestrians, and then a bell is of no use whatsoever. When riding in the street and a person is crossing, a cyclist never hesitates to ease up, let the person cross, and then pass quietly along without creating any fuss or startling anybody by ringing a bell, which only gives a folk a severe nervous shock at best. So, wow. I mean, talk about He's, he's real anti-bell, isn't Jeez, he? Like, yeah. He started at the start of like, you shouldn't ride your bike at night, but these bells. Yeah, I'll tell you, I hate bells. I hate bells. It must be a hunchback. Accidents will happen between cyclists as between other people, but bells will not uh, obviate, I can't read that, obviate nor minimize them. Furious writing, furious writing and, and now he's just lights. writing what he's doing. Furious writing, like I am. What the fuck? This is out of body. I'm watching myself do this. I think I died. Uh, furious writing and writing without lights, there is no excuse for, but to be presented for not sounding a bell is absurd. R.D. Werner. Oh, wow. I'm sure, I'm sure the next paper has a response. To Mr. R.D. Werner and his bell nonsense. <laughs> Bells save lives, sir. <laughs> I mean, his complaint is so nuanced that oh it's like it's difficult in these times to translate the level of. I mean, he's coming up with like fight cub rules for the bell. Yeah, but it, it, it is also very much what we've been going through at the moment because this is somebody saying, like, the government's come down. Big governments come down and said, you know what? 
Yeah. If you're going to ride your bikes around, That's... you're going to have to like you're going to have to ring a bell. The bells aren't for you. We know you're doing a good job, but they're just to let the other pedestrians be a little safer in public. All you got to do, we're not saying don't ride your bikes. All we're saying is, when you're riding your bikes and you see a pedestrian, give them a little ding ding. That just lets them know you hate freedom. <laughs> you hate freedom. <laughs> Ring a bell. Oh, I thought we were an independent nation. <laughs> we left the monarchy for a reason. Well, we haven't uh, quite yet at this yeah, point. Well, 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 by all means, hang in there. They're so great. <laughs> when we do, which is eventual. <laughs> uh, here's a special advertisement. I, uh, wow. The late Sir Henry Parks, to each subscriber of the Sydney Mail for the present week, May 9th, will be presented a large and splendid portrait of the late Sir Henry Parks, printed as a supplemental on specialty good thick paper for the purpose of framing. Oh, this paper's nice and thick. <laughs> this is thick paper. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's happening. So you, or you, you subscribe yeah. to the mail, and then you, and, and then you get you a get picture a, of this guy, a good a one, though, not some bull, one that you can frame. Well, so Parks was the uh, the governor of New South Wales, I think. Okay, and like so, yeah, he was like a, a quite a yeah kind of prominent leader of the time. Looked a lot like again, I've only ever seen like you know drawings of him and stuff, right? But like, was I, it on thick a, paper? Because <laughs> then you could have framed that, just so you know. He looks a lot like, you know, when, well, like David Letterman looks now. He, he had that real oh, big, yeah. white, like kind of white gray beard uh, that just kept going longer than you thought it should. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, who doesn't want to picture that guy? I have <laughs> right. a, I know in my living room, I have an enormous picture of David Letterman printed on good thick paper. <laughs> <laughs> not the bullshit, not the bullshit paper. Legit. Got that it's like printing got it that. on, it's like, it's like tree bark. You got that from the San Francisco I, Chronicle, right? Yes. I I just Googled a picture of uh, Sir Henry Parks, and he had more more hair than Letterman, but, like, same sort of beard. But um, this is his, like, sort of – they call him the father of federation due mm. to – he was one of the guys who said, like, basically the six colonies of Australia should come together and become an actual ah. country. So, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, so I think at that time, if we're talking this period of time, he's – Australia is about to become federation. He's one of the leading proponents of it. I'm getting a kind of Bernie Sanders flavor. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Like, wow. Okay. You All know right. what I mean? I'm feeling like he's the sort of guy who's suddenly like, you know, we should be doing this thing together. We, we'd be working better together. Some people are like, you know what? I'd like, Maybe I am a poxy bro. Yeah. Maybe I would like a framed right. picture <laughs> of my idol on the wall. Right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes more sense then. All right, Dave, I'll, we'll both take one. Put us both down right. for one of those. You're both down. Here's just a little section of, uh, it's just like blurbs of international stuff. James Stansberry, the sculling champion of the world, has arrived in London to row the English champ, I can't read that, champion, uh, must be champion. He had an enthusiastic reception. During the voyage from Sydney, he gained 28 pounds in weight. Wow. What? What in the fuck just what? happened? Uh what was it? Were well, they just eating penguins on there? Just that's fatty. Like, you know it. You know it took like six months or something to get there, right? Still, and it was just like on a boat. I guess. I mean, so. yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess. Like, 
I mean, it's sure. Not like, but... It's not like, like they had gyms and stuff back in the day. I mean, but I yeah, guess but, I mean, a twi- way, that's a lot of weight. I mean, he's, he's a, I guess he's a rower. They could have occasionally dangled him off the back of the boat and he could have, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just done a bit of rowing or for exercise. Or maybe just a trot. A walk wouldn't hurt. A little walk around right. the ship, maybe. But I don't know if that's, like, you know, back in those days, it wouldn't have I, been... He was probably smuggling yeah. drugs. That's right. what it was. <laughs> that's the only way you gain 26 pounds. It's transporting. And, by the way, that's a crime for the water police. <laughs> oh, Bring yeah, those no, boys was... back in. It was like 80, 100 days. Yeah. I mean, that's 100 days. 100, 100 days, days, it says. But, so like, think three, if I told you, months. think if I said to you right now, put on 28 pounds in three months. I mean, you'd do it pretty easily, but you would be like, "I'm." there's no diet here. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, what I love the most is that he's going over there to compete in a yeah. sporting event. Yeah. And so, like, like, if you're an ordinary tourist, yeah, they, yeah, whatever. I'm not here to body shame you. Yeah. Go to the buffet every morning. You're on yeah. a boat. You know, like, what are you going to do, right? It's a cruise, yeah. But if you're going over there to compete in a sporting event, which rowing. is not about... <laughs> rowing. Yeah, you might want to do some... What about some sit-ups on the ship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Ro- just but even, showing up... Was there, was there no one? I mean, because this is the thing. It's not like there's, you know, Instagram or he's doing like live updates or anything like that. So they oh, put yeah. this champion Australian rower on a boat in Australia going, we're going to take it up back to the home country and you're going to compete against the best British rower in the world and you're going to smash him. And then he gets off the boat and he's put yeah. on that much And they're weight. like, all right, where is he? Excuse me, sir. Where's, uh, where's that rower at? All no, they that- had was butter. Uh, good for you, man. Right, you look a little bit like him. Maybe you're a relative. We're looking for a rower. Jacked. He's a machine. Uh, gonna... Over here. Wait All a minute. I have is butter. Is there any... Sorry, stop over this here. weird guy. He's talking about butter oh. a lot. Why are you over out of breath? Here. You just walked that oh. like four feet. Oh, my God. All I have is butter. What are you, you talking... Are there any other people on the boat? Because it seems like it's just... Uh, Put, could, it's, putting your hand up. Put your hand down. It's, it's exhausting you. I'm a champ. Oh, my God. We're gonna, pardon my... Uh, st- look, I'll be honest. I'm going to look to camera for this. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> Is there not anybody else on that boat that's with him? In a, like a, cause so- also... Is there not like a coach or like somebody sort of, who's just yeah, like... Chaperone of some sort is like, hey, buddy, you know it's yeah. like an athletic event. <laughs> like... We're going to literally put you on a boat By the of way, water. Yeah. It's something that, again, I'm not here to eat what you want, put on weight, lose put, weight. Put I'm, weight. I'm not making judgments in people's lives. But literally, surely there's just some sort of buoyancy issue. Surely they've got like a standard. Well, if you're putting the, together a rowboat, you need to know what the people who are going to weigh in the rowboat, right? You're on a boat. I mean, if there's <laughs> the training is there, it's a boat. Rope some of it. It's not, I mean, you're like, well, what, what would I possibly do to train? All we have is this boat and water. Well, what do you do? Well, I row boats on water. I think we're pretty close to solving this. I mean, he got there. He's like, I don't know. I guess if I'm not rowing them, I'm just eating. It turns out they never had cupcakes on the rowboat. Good thing, too, because fucking hey, do I get an appetite on sea? <laughs> he treated it like Robert De Niro getting ready for a fat guy part. He's like, he's, he's on a carnival cruise. He's like, I, I, I had a lot of lobster last night. What else you guys got? 
Oh, uh, I like it. Maybe there's an even. I, I'd like to think he's done this on purpose. Like he is so confident of <laughs> oh, winning yeah. this event. Oh yeah, this is like he wants to walk yeah. off the boat and just yeah, just, licking his like, fingers. <laughs> <laughs> right, where's the race? <laughs> <laughs> he's still got a bib on he's got like blueberries all around his mouth and powdered sugar ah. and what dies the rice then it's in an hour oh, so now that I'm bloody full oh. <laughs> drinking champagne oh. Christ what did you do for the last three months oh hey I mean, you're probably right in what you've just like stumbled on there too. It probably wasn't just eating; it was probably drinking. Oh yeah, like, this yeah. is an Australian sports person going overseas. Yeah. There is a fa- very famous, like lauded in Australia story about a cricketer by the name of David Boone, who's from Tasmania, and it's uh, you know legend that on the way to um, England, on the flight to England to play in the Ashes, which is you know the biggest sporting event that it, basically Australian sport has, playing England in the Ashes. So this is sort of the equivalent journey. Like, he drank 52 cans of beer on the uh, flight from Australia oh, to my England. God. And basically had to be carried off at the other end. But it's become this legendary <laughs> Australian story. But it turns out, Booney's doing old material. Because I think old mate, yeah. the rower, has been drinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he had the off-season on the ride to the event. It's like, <laughs> no, you swapped that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is... Uh, in the same sort of section, but at the Intercontinental Fruit Conference, which has been sitting at Auckland this week. Abby's speaking about berries. <laughs> the banana. This week, a delegate from Queensland is reported as having quoted statistics to show that the proportion per head of the population of fruit consumed in the colonies was ridiculously small. The statement is not new to us, of course, and yet it seems to conflict with the complaints of fruit growers that the market is being oversupplied with locally grown fruit, unless we fall back on the explanation that Australians are not a fruit-eating people. Okay. Are you? Can you say, are you guys a yeah. fruit-eating people? Well, I think we are a fruit-eating people. Well, let's go on. That's eaters. new. That's new. We now. have giant, we have like giant bananas, big banana, the big pineapple. We like make statues out of fruit. We celebrate. Mm. Fruit. Sounds like it's what we call overcompensating. Yeah. Mm, yeah, possibly. Well, the right. nation the, protests too much. The paper seems to agree with you. This seems so absurd, a conclusion in face of the frequent complaints of the difficulty of, of obtaining good table fruit at moderate prices and also... <laughs> table fruit. <laughs> Come also, on. Also in view of the fact on? that during many months of the years, ours is a climate distinctly favorable to the consumption of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Summer, you have like a get yourself a mango or pineapple, yeah, and some berries. Yeah, I mean, it it seems easy. This, that's what this guy's right. saying. He's like, for the love of God, how is really good? Fruit. The common experience of every individual is against the conclusion that we are not a fruit eating people. If we can get fruit fit to be eaten, and we are therefore forced to think that oh. the difficulty in the way is the key to the phenomenon, which Mr. Blink has called attention. This is probably being written by a pineapple. <laughs> it's that on it the goes, nose. 
It goes on and on. I'm not going to read it anymore because it just keeps going on and on about fruit. And another thing. Tomato's not a fruit. I think very offended by the fact that he thinks Australia has an international rep- reputation as not being fruit eaters. That's, I think, the issue at the no, heart of this. We're yeah. all, we've yeah. all been laughing about that for a while. It's I very said, funny. We, we don't understand. We, they, we eat a lot of fruit here. Like bananas, yeah. Queensland, really big thing. <laughs> really big industry in Australia. Not to this guy. Not to this guy. And Not another that. thing about tape, table fruit is going to be a thing I'm going to be saying. No matter where I am, if someone puts it on the table, I'm going to be like, that's not table fruit. I, I think there was higher standards for table fruit back in the day. Yeah, you know? I bet like, there was, yeah. It was you, your show you fruit. To, right, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, If other people are going to come over and see my fruit. Yeah, you want to have like, stocks. Of the table yeah, fruit. Fa- exotic. Yeah, not just the thing yeah. of apples. Those are kitchen fruits. <laughs> That's the bedroom fruit, the apple. Uh, it's hey, delicious. Uh, you got oh. any? Uh, you got any bathroom fruits? Uh, this is a this this is a rower who's staying with us for a little while. Who uh, <laughs> it's just not been easy. It's like a hog and man skin. <laughs> just you know, some for the toilet when I'm sitting there. All right, here you go. Here's, here's some strawberries. Fetishist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's a here's an interesting one. Funeral tickets. That's the headline. I got two. I got two. <laughs> two tonight to the Johnson funeral. Natural causes. Two. I got two of them. It will be remembered that last session of Parliament, Mr. S.T. Witten brought before the Assembly the fact that funeral tickets issued to people too poor to pay had the word pauper endorsed upon them. What? Mr. Witten has been informed by the colonial... Secretary, that the practice has been discontinued and the present stock of tickets withdrawn. So, does that mean the you got a ticket charge? to get ba- to get buried, no. or that one, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, but there's, Excuse oh. me, I, I got my, mine says Papa. I want uh, I wanted that's back oh. row. I'll have an oh. usher take you there. I, I wanted something up front. I'm afraid <laughs> not. No, no. I'm a really doesn't... good weeper. No, I, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on you when weep cam goes around. <laughs> Remember, do the wave. There's a beach it's... ball. We're going to be knocking to each other too <laughs> randomly. So just if it lands on you, but knock it back up. It's just kind of a greater good sort of thing. It's it's really got to be that 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 it's for people who couldn't afford a funeral, so they would give them a a ticket. What what? what? <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I appreciate give, it, Dave. But <laughs> uh, did Australia have tickets to funerals? This is amazing. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Ted died. I mean, I, I guess like you know, popular funerals. You know, I mean the professor. That would have been a big funeral. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Huge. People, people want to see the rest of the show. That's going to be, you're going to need a ticket to that funeral. And then it would be yeah. great if you were like going to give, like push him into the water. But when you push him into the water <laughs> for that funeral, it just falls over and just, hits a cliff. It's, oh, God. Oh, dear. Not it's again. Just, oh, no. Not again. He just, this is, I, in a way, I think this is what he would have wanted. I think he would have wanted this in a really <laughs> weird way. I think uh, someone just move it into the water. <laughs> so just move. It's fine. Nobody will notice. It's fine. Trust me, it's fine. Uh, I, I, I'm still. I can't get over that one. 
I'll, that, like, I'll think about that in a few days and be like, well, I mean, it's just amazing. I'm the professor. <laughs> the prof- I mean, just come on, man. I mean, he's 50 feet in the fucking air, calling himself the professor. He hits oh, land and oh, he crawls into water and then goes back to the dressing room. <laughs> Another great day for the professor. <laughs> Glass dismissed. As <laughs> blood's coming out of his eyes. Glass dismissed. It's fine. That's why they call me the professor. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Judge Pyle. Uh, oh, we got another uh, another suicide. Uh, supposed God, attempted man. suicide. Jay Galbelt Boucher and a medical practitioner residing at Redfern yesterday went into a lavatory at Prince Alfred Hospital. A few minutes after, a warder found him with a deep wound in his throat as if inflicted by a penknife found in his possession. On Sunday last, he received a fractured skull in some mysterious manner while asleep in his house. Well, that is the, wound in the, the wound in the throat is not of a dangerous character. What? How did he mm. injure his head sleeping? I was dreaming I was a nail. They literally just threw that in as like an afterthought. Like, oh, this guy yeah. tried to kill himself with a penknife. By the way... Mm. He fractured his skull while fractured. sleeping. Mm. Sleeping. Mm. I mean, tough. It's tough. It, it maybe explains why he wanted to take his own life, though. Yeah. I mean, he had a fractured skull. If yeah. you're living a yeah. life where just in the act of sleeping, you can fracture your skull, maybe you do want to just end it all. Plus a 1900 fractured skull, mm. a lot different to a 2021 fractured skull. I mean, you. I mean, surely you were like, well, that's not good. They were like, your brain is coming out mm. around it, and that's fine for the time. Mm. You might feel like, a little uh, down. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Uh, do you know what the solution to this is? And he's like, no. And they're like, no, not. not us either. But we're just asking people in the hope. We're just that- taking a rant, asking people if they have any solutions. It's where we're at medically. On? Yes. We, we suggest you put a hat on. We put, suggest this medical hat. It's a bowler. <laughs> Isn't that great? Look at that. You're like a marguerite. All right. Anyway, we'll see you later. Good luck. Please accept this complimentary pen knife. Remember us. We're the hat people. Hats. They solve everything. Melbourne Friday, a man named Frank Wardle, who was picked up in an unconscious condition outside the Melbourne Coffee Palace on Thursday morning, Dave, what do you and think he- of the Melbourne Coffee Palace? Surely you like that coffee. Well, first of all, we know Sydney coffee's better. <laughs> coffee Wars. It's Melbourne and Sydney on coffee. You shouldn't have a palace. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And who had fallen... Okay, so this is amazing. He was picked up in an unconscious condition outside the Melbourne Coffee Palace and who had fallen from a window 60 feet above the pavement. I missed the tub! (laughs) He was actually trying to dive into a tub of coffee. And they had a a giant flat wide and he would dive into it. I don't know. A venti's not a good idea. I'll try. I'll try. Uh... He regained consciousness today, but was unable to explain how the accident happened. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, I mean, his spine is terribly injured, and his case is considered hopeless. 
Wow, can you imagine I mean, a doctor being like, his spine, medically speaking, his spine's terrible. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's a, what would you, we'd call you hopeless, yeah. medically Look, speaking. You see this no, here? Yeah, no, can you just would write you like hopeless on his chart? We recommend a hat. <laughs> we recommend two different hats for you. You got a morning hat and a night hat, okay? Well, we just want to make sure we get this thing right. So two hats, just to be safe. We're going to flood the head. You know, your roommate here, he, he jumped uh, in a circus tent 50 feet down and just hit land. Also. <laughs> uh, no, no, to be fair, I actually landed in the water if you, re- if you look closely. If you look real close, you'll notice that I, I, it only looked like that for a second, but I hit the water. Oh, holy shit, are you the professor? Uh, yeah, but I, unfortunately, they took away my honorary degree. I just love that they they didn't start with the fact that he 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 jumped out a window. They started no. with the fact that they found him unconscious. On we the found sidewalk. a man unconscious. A bit of a mystery. We think it has something to do with a fall off a building. Not sure. I do like the idea of the three of them being in hospital together. You say the guy who jumped <laughs> off the coffee palace. Yeah. The the guy from the circus. Yeah. And the dude who just fractured his skull in his yeah. sleep. Because yeah. <laughs> he does not have it's, it's a like, story at all. It's a comforting image from the Three Stooges. <laughs> well, the guy the guy who fractured his skull in his sleep. There's still shenanigans sat- in the hospital beds, too. You better believe it. <laughs> but he's, he sounds like he was a doctor. He was a medical practitioner, so he could actually be taking care of him. Oh, well. <laughs> I get it, guys. I once... <laughs> you'll, you'll notice from this hat that I myself have received head trauma. Uh, yeah, if I remove the hat, you'll notice that it sort of looks like I've got puzzle pieces in a bag. That's my skull and my skin. Uh, this happened on Melbourne, uh, Melbourne Friday. Yeah, the inquiries, inquiries made by the police into the Auburn poisoning case have altogether failed to clear up the mystery as to how the poisoned lollies, which nearly caused the death of four members of the Whiffen family, came to be introduced into the house. Wow. That's so, so, that's... so with, what's crazy is we've, we've only done like six episodes. This is like the second or third poisoned lolly story. Yeah. Really? We've, we've done this before. There have been poisoned lollipops before. Yeah. That's a fun theme. Really. Man, By I the guess. way, not worth it. It seems like just move in another direction. People are like, oh, yeah. but the lolly. I mean, oh. it just maybe like there is copycats in these situations, right? Somebody yeah. hears about a case of somebody poisoning someone with lollipop. They're like, you know what? I got some people I want to poison. Yeah. I got yeah. access to lollipops. Right. Yeah. It's breaking bad, but with pops. Yeah. I, wish there, yeah. I wish there was some sort of example of copycat things in America, but I can't think of. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, uh, in, in, the wanted, in the wanted section, old artificial teeth bought. Oh, fucking highest, a. highest. I price need to given. take an ad out for an old teeth. Okay, <laughs> sir. That's cool. Uh, the police are just going to need to talk to you for a little while. <laughs> so if you could step in this tank, they're the water cops. Oh my God. This is at one forty-five. Bathroom. Are you the guy <laughs> looking for old teeth? <laughs> Boy, that, that ad came at the right time for me. I'm flush. I'm loaded. I'm swimming in them. You never seen so many. It looks like I beat up an old folks home. <laughs> How much you want a tooth? <laughs> I'm doing tooth for one specials. Come on down. 
to the Tooth Emporium, the House of Teeth. Woo! <laughs> we, we promised the tooth, the whole tooth, and nothing but <laughs> nothing but the tooth. So help me God. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, just hey, can we ask what you need the teeth for? Nope. No. Nope. All right. <laughs> Nope's the answer to that question. We we promise. That's our guarantee. No. We ask no questions. No follow up no questions. The best teeth in town and no follow up questions. Two guarantees. Two guarantees. <laughs> we guarantee it. <laughs> uh, adoption. Will some person take girl five, boy seven? Oh my years god! Of age, they're not lazy boys. No premium. <laughs> no Do you premium. accept teeth? Will someone please? Oh, oh please. these children! I could you just, imagine? You know I gotta. Look, I've I've liked them for five or six years, but I got to be honest with you, I am sick of these children. What are we going to do about it? Uh, we can't just leave them. Uh, you know what? Let's put an ad in the Sydney Morning Herald. Can somebody, somebody please take our want children? our kids? We don't. No premium. No premium. <laughs> we don't want to make. We don't care about making any money on these kids. Yeah, we just want to. Cut our losses and be out of here. Yeah. That would change the pro-life argument a lot in the countries, I think. If we were just like, yeah, we'll just leave them out on the curb. You know, then I mean, eventually I, the guy who picks up the TVs comes around. He gets the kids eventually, too. I mean, maybe that is the way that we've got to go. Maybe if, like, because there are some parents who get to the point where they're probably not in a position where they should be looking after their kids, but there's so many laws and regulations in place. Yeah. You know, like, maybe it should just be as simple as, you know what? Eh. Like, put an ad in the paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just got to put an ad in the paper. Get that picture when we were at Cape Cod. The kids look cute then. Right. That's a good picture of them. Yeah, when they look real fun. Not the shitty ones. that They got those shitty looks on their faces all day now. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't also really sell the idea of the kids, does it, when you just go, no. will someone please take this? Uh, it's just that we're moving. We're moving. It's a moving thing. We're moving. We're moving. The new, We're going the new, the new, uh, the new place won't let us have kids. So. They have a kid fee, so yeah. we're not going to pay that. We love them, but come on. Yeah. For sale, guinea pigs, long-haired, handsome, various ages and sizes, cheap. Do you want a child or a guinea pig? This is uh, where you kind of pick your lane for life. I actually think long-headed and handsome makes me feel like they're, they're going to fuck the I guinea love, pigs. I, love. I, think you're the, I think you're in the guinea singles. <laughs> that might be a whole different thing. I'm not yeah. here to kink shame, but there seems yeah. to be some Fabio-style guinea pigs that have been offering for trade. <laughs> like, do you want some guinea pigs you can fuck? They are long-haired and handsome. And again, there's, no questions asked. No follow-up questions. No doubt we are in a paper where advertising guinea pig sex would just fit in fine. There is no... I mean, everything that's happened so far, you'd be like, that's fine. I mean, the guy's asking for teeth. We, there's no bottom anymore. We should probably do like one more, Dave. Okay. Mr. Moore, a clerk in Miller's Open Call Exchange, was found tonight in a shaft 160 feet deep, quite dead. He's quite dead. He went out. Dived in is my first guess. (laughs) That's right. He went out ostensibly for a walk at daylight this morning and was not seen until a tracker followed him to the shaft. Oh. 
Wow. Well, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> it shouldn't end on that, right? No. Yeah, well, he's, he's like a, a pun that I don't know if he's in, like, he's completely brilliant or in terrible taste. So a tracker probably means a, um, it probably means a native Australian. Like, they, they that's what I think. A lot of the time yeah. as, like, trackers. So I don't know if this is like a, anyway, I mean this joke in the nicest possible way, but who's the black private dick who's like a sex machine with all the chicks? Uh-oh. Shaft. <laughs> Shaft, <laughs> quite dead. <laughs> Shaft. Uh, <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's end on a funnier death, obviously, Dave, because it's obviously yeah. this is. By the way, I think this is the most deaths in a paper, right, Dave? Would you say? Yeah, this is a lot. We got another one right here. Oh, great. William uh, Macaulay, twenty-eight, who was found in a state of collapse in his house on the third instant. The result of phosphorus poisoning was charged before the Central Police Court on a charge of having attempted to commit suicide. The evidence showed that the accused had admitted to Sergeant Crimin on the way to the hospital that he had drunk some water in which the heads of a box of wax matches had been dissolved. Wow. What? What? So he was like sulfur poisoning? Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing? I don't know. I guess maybe not. That was probably part of the thing. They're like, you know, that doesn't work. He's like, I feel sick, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good. Yeah, you drank matches. I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf. My buddy told me if you drink matches, you die. Okay. And officially, guys, considering the poison was in water, this is, again, water cops jurisdiction. I just want to make the argument. If the crime was committed using water, it is ours to It's water. That does fall in the water jurisdiction. So, uh, CIS, water. (laughs) All right, so three youths. CIS. No, that's what we call it in Australia. It's all white guys. Just white, straight guys. Very traditional. (laughs) Cis New Orleans. Three three youths named William Lowe, James Evans, and William Gromo, who annoyed the people of Little Hay Street on Sunday by jostling and throwing stones, appeared before uh, Mr. Addison in the Central Police Court yesterday and were each sent to jail for 24 hours. Wow. What in the fuck just happened? Jostling and throwing stones. Jostling. That's Little Hay Street. That's the game, baby. You know. Is that the game? Yeah. By the way, what you read is just like a little novel. A tiny novel. But also, like, Little Hay Street entirely composed of people who live in glass houses. So throwing stones, a much bigger issue in that part of the world than in some... Woo! Woo! Uh, You boys are throwing (laughs) stones in glass houses. Sure you're supposed to do that? What about let he cast the first stone? (laughs) You kids. You're lucky the unit isn't underwater. They would throw the book at you. It would take forever to get there, though. Who was it, Sarge? Just some teenage stoners. Yes. <laughs> you guys getting stoned? All right, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I get it. It's, oh, it's, by the way, it's Little Hay Street, so it's like for the children. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you expect. It's not like Hay Street. Go to Hay Street if you don't want to be jostled and stoned. This is Little Hay Street. This is Little Hay Street. Doing, we're just doing little things here. Like, yeah, uh, we're the little rascals. We're just sitting around reading some little novels. We was just funning. We actually uh, just made a little uh, diving pool for the local circus. (laughs) Don't use that. Don't use that. No, hold on. 
<laughs> ah, shit. All right. Well, lovely. Well, Will, thank you very much for joining us on uh, yes. a podcast not at all associated with the other one you mentioned earlier. Um, is there can't anything? Even the other one. I don't even, don't even remember what it's called. Uh, is there anything that uh, you would like to promote aside from Tofop and Fofop? Um, anything? Uh, Will? Yeah. So I I have a little podcast uh, network, and it's um, Tofop Fofop. Two Guys, One Cup, which is an Australian football-adjacent podcast, but it's just nonsense. And uh, I have a podcast called Willosophy, where I uh, have like kind of in-depth conversations with people about life Meaningful and Meaningful conversations. Sort of yes. I listened Sometimes, to Josh, yeah. you, uh, you told me about your, your Josh Earl episode, and I listened to it. It was very good. Uh, your podcast me. network, uh, Cross Streams, is what they call it in the Ghostbusters world. When you had a faux-fop, host yes that's a who isn't who isn't shouldn't be the fofop host host fofop because fofop was created because he was no longer a host you uh, could have opened a wormhole by having charlie host that podcast yeah it, it, i mean there is a possibility because like i did 330 episodes of it something because yes he left the podcast originally that's why it started and but now he's back and i'm busy so he's hosting every second week. That's basically what is happening. It's interesting how it's shaking out. <laughs> uh, so funny. It is. It is what. It is probably the most changing, evolving podcast. I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's got many forms. Yeah. We have a tiny little world that is hard to understand from the outside. But if you go to tofop.com, it all makes sense internally. And it's lovely. And it's a lovely place to spend some time. All right, thank you so much, Will. Appreciate it. Thank you. Some of these days, you'll miss me, honey.